You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And so let me ask you this question uh, before we get into the specifics of this game. What's been the biggest difference from starting off 1-6 and six to now being five and one in the last six games. Statistically, it's it's the turnover margin. You know, it is. I mean, the first uh, seven games, I don't have right in front of my, you know, face. But you know, Jared Goff was not only turning the ball over, but a Turnable lot of those were scores. going for touchdowns. Yeah. You know, you need a big play, and it, oh man, we're crawling our way back in the game. Oh. Shit pick six right now we're down two scores uh defense isn't taking the ball away um they 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 just they weren't good enough at that point of the season to overcome some of those big mistakes um they're the last six games they they're taking the ball away defensively and Jared Goff is taking care of the football and that's been even yesterday watching the game you know, I, with Jared Goff made some great throws. I mean, that, that was really the first time. I know he hit one against Jacksonville down the side to D, DJ Chark, but that's that was really the first time that he started really connecting on all of those deep throws, right? The accuracy, uh, the timing of the of the plays, giving your guy a chance to make a play, um, going up and and getting a fifty fifty ball. Like those are those are impressive. But to me, the plays that are just as impressive are knowing when not to force it, knowing when, okay, there's nothing open, I got a little pressure, just get rid of the ball, live to see another down. Yeah. You know, Because those are the times early in the season where we saw Jared Goff trying to force throws that lead to those turnovers. And when you look at the end of the game, you're saying, man, if we didn't spot him seven points, uh, guess what? We'd probably win that football game. like that. And he made two or three of them yesterday where, you know what, he's just getting rid of the ball, he's throwing it to the ground or he's throwing it out of bounds where it's like, dude, awesome, great, live to see second down, live to see yeah. third down and try to give yourself another chance to make a play. Those plays for me were uh, just as big as some of the big ones that he connected on. There was a first down screenplay designed for DeAndre Swift, and and I was watching the, the game with some people, and – he just threw the ball at, at Swift's feet, clearly throwing it into the ground, right. not even trying to complete it. And everybody's like, well, you know, what's he doing? Why doesn't he try and make something happen? And I told him, like, that was a great decision. Like, there was – that was – you only have one option on that play, and it's it's Swift. If he's not there, what would you expect, you know, Jared Goff to take off running? And what happens at that point? Yeah. He gets hit, is a fumble, and it's you know it. Chances are it's going the other way because everybody else is running down the other the opposite direction. Yeah, and you got no lineman blocking for you at that right. point. Right, <laughs> and, and so you know that that to your point, it's the decisions of okay, there's nothing there. I'm going to throw the ball away. I'm going to throw it in the ground. I'm going to eat one, and we're going to be second and ten instead of you know second and fifteen because you took a sack or. You know, God forbid there's a turnover and it's, you know, you don't even get a chance at second down. So I, I think you're right. It is the turnovers. 
But here's the other thing, and, and we talked about this early Monday morning, um, and it's the fact that defensively, the front seven, now there's still a lot of question marks in the secondary. Uh, I mean, whenever you have a, a quarterback throw for over 400 yards, there's clearly uh, some issues in the secondary. But to be able to hold Dalvin Cook to one and a half yards per carry, 15 carries, 23 yards, and it wasn't like Minnesota went away from it. They tried to continue to, to run him, yet – the the Lions front seven has been really good against the run yeah. the past basically six weeks. Yeah, no, they have. And really the only thing that's burned them was uh, the quarterback runs. You know, yeah. I think Aaron right. Rodgers was the leading rusher when Green Bay came to town. Yeah. Justin Fields was their leading rusher. Daniel Jones was the Giants' leading rusher. I mean, they held Saquon to 18 carries for 20 yeah. Seven yard, whatever it was, you know yeah. what I mean. And Dalvin Cook had, I think, the five yard touchdown run. But outside of that, he had fourteen carries for eighteen yards. I mean, that's just when you can make teams one dimensional like that. I don't care how many th- yards the other quarterback throws for, because you know what? Like, it, it doesn't matter at that point. It's all just, yeah. it, it, it's this, it's that. It's, it doesn't matter, right? Okay, great. Like, we let up some passing yards, but we made them one-dimensional. We shut them down, right? We shut them down in the run game. That way, you take away the play-action game, you should make it a lot easier on your defense. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, look, it, it wasn't perfect yesterday. Did the Lions run the ball well themselves? No. But were they good enough? You're damn right they were. And... That's why the, the their offense was so uh, successful was because they were doing enough in the run game that opened up the play action game that opened up uh, you know so many more op- options that you have offensively where you look at Minnesota and they got you know the last quarter and a half of that game you know it was pass 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 because you're making them one dimensional now they still got some chunk plays and Justin Jefferson is still a absolute freak show i mean you yeah. know 11 11 for 223 i mean that's extremely impressive um but it's just it's it's a different style of football that they're playing you know and early in the season you'll remember i mean we we saw so many simple mistakes blown coverages guys running wide open nobody within 10 yards of these receivers like we're not seeing that anymore you know even we're seeing that guys are still around they're still competing you know, sometimes the other team's just going to make a play. It's going to happen. Justin Jefferson's going to make a couple plays, right? The touchdown pass uh, to Thielen, you know, back shoulder throw. I mean, those, some of yeah. those are just hard to defend. But when you can shut down a, the opposing team's run game, uh, especially when you look at what's remaining on the schedule, I mean, the Jets, like, I know they've been throwing the ball a little bit more with Mike White, but they're kind of a, a physical-style football team. They want to run the ball. You know, we know what the Bears want to do. Uh, we know what Carolina wants to do. Sam Darnold's not going to drop back and pass the ball, you know, forty-five times. They yeah. want to run the ball too, so they're getting they're getting hot at the right time in all the right areas. And get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh, The defensive line, you got a couple guys on there that have just been kind of the unsung heroes when you talk about bugs, you talk about John Kaminsky, um, Houston and you know Hutch have been getting all the you know all the love lately because of what they're doing in the pass rush, but it's really those other guys that are just making a difference for them. And 
it's just a different style of football, man. And it's like that old school, tough, physical, gritty style of football that Dan Campbell promised when he took this job in Detroit. We're finally starting to see it come together and be consistent. Here's another factor that I think is huge in the turnaround that the Lions have faced. It's the confidence. You beat Green Bay at home. There's some confidence that could be had in that division opponent. It's a team that's had your number for a number of years. And then you go on the road, you're down 14 in Chicago, and you find a way to come back. I think there's a lot of confidence in that. You go on the road to the Giants and you get a win. Like this team is playing with a lot of confidence. And you and I both know there's going to be there's going to be highs and lows during a game. And they start off against Minnesota with not a great series offensively. And, and that's where the Lions have been so good is on that opening drive, you know, that scripted drive. And all of a sudden – they open up, they get the ball, they open up against Minnesota, and, and through three plays, they gain one yard. And it looked terrible. Yet they come back and they go, you know, they obviously get the questionable fourth down call um, to whether to go for it or not by, by Minnesota. They get a stop defensively, and Detroit gets the ball on the 48-yard line, and all of a sudden they go down and score. Like It's the mentality that, hey, just because we went three and out on the opening drive doesn't mean that you know, we can't move the ball offensively. It doesn't mean that we're going to struggle all day long, whereas I think previous Lions teams really had a hard time overcoming three and outs or turnovers or just those momentum shifts in a game where they don't things don't go your way this Lions team is confident that just because they didn't go our way this time doesn't mean we can't make it go our way next time. Yeah, and that's where we've seen in the past, not only during the game, but, you know, during the season when things start to go bad, man, they just go from bad to worse to yeah. even worse than that. Um, that's just a good sign of a persistent team, man. And I'll tell you one thing, too, that's been noticeably different is – there was a point of the season, you know, I had documented the the first possessions for the Lions offense coming out of halftime. Yeah. And they were absolutely abysmal, John. I mean, I'm talking like the, you know, I think it was going into the Green Bay game. You know, the last six times that the Lions had gotten the ball, their first possession of the second half, I think one was a punt. I think three were interceptions, and I think two were fumbles. <laughs> and yeah. I think two of those interceptions went for touchdowns. Um, and then you flip forward in you know the Giants game, they come out first uh, first possession, second half touchdown. Uh, you know Jaguars, we obviously know they scored every single possession yesterday. Uh, you know Minnesota gets the ball to start second half. You force a three and out. You go down, bam, touchdown. You know like that's been the difference is is coming out of halftime, making adjustments, not losing that momentum. Um, even opening up the spread even more and giving yourself more wiggle room, uh, you know, in the second half. Uh, that's that's been that was something that really hurt them uh, in the beginning of this year was coming out a little bit flat uh, in that second half offensively, and they've been much better. They have, and I think really the only time in the last uh, you know six weeks that they you know had a horrible start was I think it was the Bills. You know, the first possession they had was. It was after the fumble, Bills, uh, or it was after the Bills got the ball, threw a pick, and then the Lions get the ball and they take a safety. Like that was the worst possession that they've had. Other than that, 
you know, they they've they've scored touchdowns and it's been impressive, man. And that's that's the sign of an improving team. That's a sign of a good team when you got the momentum, finding a way to hold on to it, finding a way to uh, you know, continue just building off of what you did in the first half. Because even the you know, remember the Miami game. You know, I think that score was what, 24 to 14 at halftime? Lions, mm-hmm. you know, and they come out and get outscored with, you know, 28-7, whatever it was yeah. in the second half, you know, or they're 21-7, you know, and they just couldn't figure it out in the second half. That 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 They haven't let that uh, those repeated, you know, errors and mistakes haunt them. They're finding a way to get over it. They're finding a way to correct mistakes and move on and not let it drag them down like we saw, you know, throughout the first couple months of the season. Yeah, so 